If you pull that trigger, this torch will start a fire you'll never be able to stop. An oil fire. It'll wipe out everything you've worked for. Have Gun, Will Travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco, 1875. The Carlton Hotel. Headquarters of a man called Paladin. Uh, excuse, please, but the man in Ravi asked me bring you this. Oh, what is oh, it? Oh, yeah, uh, in not say. Huh, bottle of wine. Yes, sir. That's good color. Uh, message come with it. Oh, where is it? Well, he told me message. He come to Ravi, wait for you, then say he has no time to wait longer. He give me bottle and message. I see. What's his name? Renato... Donatello. Donatello? Yes, sir. He wants you to come to his ranch as soon as possible. Donatello Wine Ranch. Oh, yes, oh. I've heard of it. Oh. All right, Miss Wong, I will. Donatello House was placed squarely in the center of a huge vineyard. The grounds were neat and clean. The buildings a sparkle, the rows of vines well kept. Obviously, years of loving care had gone into everything. And obviously, Signor Donatello could see nothing but red. This whole place is going to be ruined if something is not done. Well, maybe you better tell me exactly what is ruining your vineyard, oh, Signor. see, two things. A madman and a well. Now, from a well should come life, refreshment, the water, senor, huh? And from this one? From this well comes the evil, stink, blackness, ruin. Oil? Oil, see, oil. Black slime drains onto my land, the ruin of my vine. The smoke from his tank coats the grapes. The wine is a bitter because of it. I... Well, tell me about the, the madman, senor. Oh, he, he is cunning. He's a powerful. He defies me, will not pay damages. He will not change his ways. What's this fellow's name? His name is Gorman. Timothy Jerome Gorman. <laughs> Irish. <laughs> well, are the Irish so bad? Hey, I ask you, Mr. Paladin, what kind of a savage you drink a whiskey made out of potatoes, huh? Renato, I oh. give to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a trace. This is Senor Paladin of San Francisco. This is my sister, Teresa. How do you do? You're neither, Senor Paladin. You are welcome to this house. Thank you. Renato neglected to tell me that his sister was very beautiful. Oh, gracias. <laughs> Teresa, also the finest cook, Senor. Today I make scalapini. It is awaiting you. And you must eat, Senor Paladin. Oh, first, but I get you some wine to taste. Huh? Only a moment. I am glad you're here, Senor. Renato is so upset in this terrible fight with Signor Gorman. What's your opinion of Gorman? He's a bad enemy, but he would be a good friend. 
do not tell Renato, but today I sent some scalapini to Senor Gorman. It is my finest dish. It's a fine peace offering. Now, here we are, Senor. Now, this was my prize wine. Now, you taste, huh? Thank you. Eh? What do you think? Mm, well, it's a little sour. A little it's sour? It's it like the inside of a smoke chimney. That's that oil well. <laughs> what? What is it? Let's have a look. Oh! Senor Gorman does it is. That's the... That's the pen of Scalapini I sent to him. Hey, what an insult. I'll go up there and i crush that savage. No, no, you I... won't, senor. Let me go up there first and see if I can do anything. All right, boys, all right. That's enough. Shut her down. That's it. Mr. Gorman? Yeah, that's me. Who are you? My name is Paladin. How'd you get in here? Walked in. No wonder you wasn't shot. I've got rifle guards all around the place. I saw them. What's the reason? A crazy Italian who's trying to ruin me. You look like a good man in a fight. How'd you like to work for me? I'd like to, except one thing. I already worked for that crazy Italian. Now, look here. You uh, Before off. we talk, Mr. Gorman, we should understand two things. First of all, he's not crazy. Second, he's an American. He's crazy as a bog walker. Well, this is a nice-looking operation you have here. What would you know about oil? Well, I was in Texas when they brought in the black cat, but uh, two things should be changed. Oh, they should. Well, name Well, the main drainage ditch for the waste and the smoke from the boiler. You see, Mr. Gorman, the waste drains onto Donatello's land, and the smoke drifts over and coats his vines. Now, you could pump the waste off this rise and drain it off down the opposite slope. And a 20-foot chimney on that boiler would get away from the downdraft and take the smoke off harmlessly. It's a, it's a crime to destroy a vineyard that produces the best wine in the state, Mr. Gorman. I don't drink wine. When I want to drink, I take white mule. Straight. That's a man's drink. And something else, Mr. Paladin. I could do those things, you said, but it'd cost money. Ever since I could beg borrow steel went into this well. Besides... That Donatello's fought me every foot of the way. Teresa Donatello hasn't fought you. Well, I kind of liked her until she tried to poison me. That Italian food hits me the wrong way. That scallopini was well meant. I took one taste and it bit me. I figured I'd better shoot it before it got loose and ran wild. Now, Mr. Gorman, would you shoot an unarmed scallopini? I'd shoot anything that gives me trouble. versus oil. Donatello versus Gorman. It was a standoff. And I hoped to keep it a standoff until I could clear up a few matters. I borrowed a horse and started for the nearest town. By the time I got back to the Donatello ranch, the standoff had turned into a battle. A mob of men were surging around the wine fence. <laughs> Teresa. Let's try to play. But I cannot... Not so far it is. Well, what's happening? Renato felt the time of choice is past. 
that he must lead a raid on Senor Gorman or we lose everything. But it's going wrong. Gorman and his men are going to wreck our battery. Not who will be killed. You must help. Get in the house and stay there. I'll see what I can do. Stop them, Gorman. Tell them to go back or I'll blow your spine in two. Oh, hold it, wait. It's a trap. Come back. That's fine. That's fine. I'm more of the same. Everybody back. It's a trap. Go on, everybody. Get back to the well. That's better. So, that's how a big-time gunman acts, is it? Crawling up to shoot people in the back. You didn't get shot... I figured you'd listen to reason. Otherwise, I'd have had to kill a half a dozen innocent men. You talk big, Paladin. But the next time we meet, you'd better be ready to back it up. Good night, Mr. Gorman. Remember what I told you. Next time. I think you understand that your attack was a foolish move. Yes, yeah, Oh, thank you. Gorman can ruin my vineyards as he pleases. Tomorrow, Teresa and I will pack and move. This vineyard and winery means a lot to you, doesn't it? Yeah. It was my whole life. I have no wife, no little ones, Paladin. I have the vines that I put in the ground of my own hands. Those vats, they're not vats of wine. They are years of my life. But Believe me, I understand. And I want you to understand that that Gorman feels the same about his well and refineries he knows. Oh, you, you can't compare my beautiful wine with that black slime. The, the principle involved is the same. No. Look, Paladin. look. Tomorrow, if you still want to move, I'll help you pack. Tonight, I'd like to use a barrel of your wine. What for? For some of Gorman's rifle guards. <laughs> you crazy? Do you ever read Omar Khayyam, senor? Huh? The grape with logic absolute shall all the warring tribes confute. Ah. Now then, I want that barrel of wine and a wagon. It took a great deal of trouble to have a barrel of Donatello's wine fall off a wagon in just the right position for three of Gorman's guards to see it. It took two full hours of patient waiting for them to drink enough of it. And then it took some persuasion in Signor Donatello's direction. Ah, oh, Paladin, this is crazy. Those guards, they will kill us if they find us here. Not if you do as I say. Gorman's men aren't going to kill anybody. Not after drinking a barrel of your wine. Now... I want you to stay hidden here until I yell for oh, you. Oh, no, no. I come with you. You did and... things your way last night, remember? Oh, but the last... Tonight, tonight, I'm giving the orders. Uh, all right, I stay, I stay. All right, you lily-livered weakman. Break your backs. Get that A-beam up on end and lift, will you? I say lift. Gorman. Paladin, why you... <laughs> What are you standing there for? At him, boys. Yeah. A gun won't do you any good, Gorman. Get down off there, old 
blow a hole right through you. If you do, hey, if you do, there'll be quite a fire. I mean it, Colin, and I'll give you five seconds. Put out that torch. This torch will set your whole tank afire if you shoot me. Now, time's up. My life isn't worth that much to you, Gorman. Put down the gun. All right. All right. Well, that's better. Now I'll come down. We'll talk. Donatello. Donatello. What's he doing skulking around here? Uh, well, now you can burn it up, huh? Go ahead. You started a fire. I like them apples, Mr. Uh, Gorman. Sure I don't want to start house. any fires unless I have to. Now, here. I want you both to read this and sign it. Well, what? What? Let the lawyer read? draw it up. Renato, huh? you give Gorman $3,000 to build a drainage set up in a chimney. In exchange, it? you'll get a share in the well and a voice in how it's run. No, you get no pay $3,000. Go ahead and start a fire. Yeah, start well, a you've fire. never seen an oil fire, have you, Donatello? Well, this tank would explode in a few minutes and burning oil would cover your whole vineyard. You'd both be wiped out. Ooh. Now, take your choice, gentlemen. With that agreement, you can both operate your business at a profit. Otherwise, if you continue to fight, you'll both lose everything. Uh, partner. Partner. Shake hands. I know. Shake hands. I know. Shake hands. Good. Now, Mr. Gorman, Renato's sister has a plan to seal the partnership. Colonel, what news? Sad news, my general. The army of engine wear advances. The forces of engine noise are poised for a major breakthrough. Where now, Colonel? The hydraulic valve rifter, sir. A heavy buildup of sludge, rust, and corrosion. New case I 3C could handle them. Where the... is supply. General, could even new case I 3C stop this engine's noise? Colonel, it's never too late for new case I 3C. If I could add just one pint to this oil right now, it would clean this engine, smooth this engine, silence this engine. Sir, the hydraulic valve lifters, they're pounding us to pieces. Man the radio. Call for help. Calling all car owners. This is Crankcase Central, urgent. Add one KM Site 3C to your motor oil immediately. Obtain it garage or service station. A dollar fifty cents. Results guaranteed or double your money back. Did they receive us? We can only hope, sir. To the new partnership. Mm. <laughs> well, say now, this wine ain't so bad after all. <laughs> it don't have the kick of white mule, but it feels all right. What do you mean? I don't know, but when I came in here, I hated everybody now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the dinner's wine. almost ready. Oh. Wait till you taste it. And I am going to get a dinner wine. <laughs> I have just the right thing. <laughs> What? You've got to get me out of here. Think of some excuse. You're smart. Why? What's the trouble? Uh, Teresa, she's a fine, handsome woman and all, but I can't stand that Italian food she cooks. It scorches me very inside. Here's but... to the food. Oh, no. And here's the wine. Oh, and now we're all going to eat like friends. Uh, you I... sit, Mr. Gorman. Um, 
Why don't you show Mr. Gorman your special dish, Teresa? Of course. Here. You like? Why? Why, that's Irish stew. <laughs> Thing more, Mr. Pallet. Yes. This. Um, I will see you tomorrow. For breakfast. Mm-hmm. Good night. Until then. Well, hello there, Miss Wong. You sound like hey boy. <laughs> you need something? No, no, I don't think so. As a matter of fact, everything is going very well. <laughs> yes, I, uh, I see you make quick plans for eating with charming young lady. Ah. You not only sound like hey boy, uh, you think like he does. Yes, sir. What how you make date so fast? A bottle of wine, Miss Wong. Wine? Some of Mr. Donatello's very best wine. Oh, that's a very nice present. And on the enclosed note, note, I quoted a little of Omar Khayyam. Oh, very nice. Yes, very nice indeed. Mr. Parleton, I can have a copy of the same note? Well, certainly. What for? Send to him, boy. Attached to bottle of sake. <laughs> Might have most happy results. Oh, yes, I think so. <laughs> Good night, Mr. <Lisa. laughs> Good night, Miss Wong. Chester, put down that gun. I can't, honey. Mr. Dillon told me to practice. Oh, I don't care what Matt Dillon says. Mrs. Dennis Weaver says no guns in the house. But Mr. Dillon told me. Oh, here's our picture in Look Magazine. And it says, Chester of Gunsmoke and his wife, known in private life as Mr. and Mrs. Dennis Weaver. But Mr. Dillon told me, honey. Now, does Maverick practice fast draws around the house? No, he helps his wife cook dinner. Well, now, ain't that something. Oh, here's your old friend Doc here in Look. And the rifleman. And there's Yancey Derringer. Well, forevermore. Well, ain't their wives pretty, though? You know, everybody ought to get luck and take a look at them, because you know that girls was made to be loved. Girls. Oh, Chester, you show Matt Dillon a copy and let him see what other Western heroes and their wives do around the house. Well, all right, music lover. I'll be seeing you. Where are you going? Down to newsstand to buy a copy of new issue of Look magazine. Why? Well, for Mr. Dillon. Gun will travel. Created by Herb Meadow and Sam Rolfe, is produced and directed by Norman McDonald and stars John Daner as Paladin with Ben Wright as Hayboy. Tonight's story was written by Ken Cold and adapted for radio by John Dawson. Featured in the cast were Blanche Hawkins, Lawrence Dobkin, Virginia Gregg, and Waldo Everson. Hugh Douglas speaking.
Join us again next week for Have Gun, Will Travel. Critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. We need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. I'm going to break you. There are a lot of people here who are ripe to tear you down, and all they need is a good enough reason. I'm going to give them that reason. Have Gun, Will Travel. Starring Mr. John Daner as Paladin. San Francisco, 1875, the Carlton Hotel, headquarters of a man called Paladin. Ah, oh, good evening, Miss Wong. Ah, good evening, Mr. Chang. Hey, boy. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, uh, when are you all finished? Very soon, now. Oh, then maybe we go out together, uh, eat a dinner. You don't eat here in Carton Kitchen? Oh, no. Uh, no? Where we go, then? Oh, hey, boy, knows. Good little cafe. Lots of good food, oh. good drink. at your Chinatown. Oh. Run by Uncle of hey, boy. Uh, sounds very nice. Okay, we go. But uh, first must run find Mr. Paladin. Have message for him. Uh, but uh, I find him very quick and be back. You wait, okay? Okay. 
Everything foggy, dark, and drippy. Can't see nose in front of face. Miserable. Oh, there you are, Mr. Paladin. Uh, hey, boy, has message for you. I... Oh, oh uh, 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 excuse me, please. Uh, I thought you were someone else. <laughs> Very embarrassing. Mr. Paladin! Over here, hey, boy. Oh. Oh, glad to find you at last, Mr. Paladin. Look all over for you. I told you I'd be right here in the square. Yes, sir, but uh, difficult to locate you in black of night. You know, there's something exciting and adventurous about San Francisco on a night like this. There is? Down there, the bay, and around this hill, the city, stretching away unseen in all directions. The city filled with people, working, dreaming, living... These are all very nice, but uh, all the same thing, too, on sunny afternoon. Oh, hey, boy. Where's your romance? Your spirit of adventure? Oh, my romance is waiting for me back at hotel. Well, I come and tell you this message. Oh, what is it? A uh, message come from person called T. Buchanan. Come from place called North Fork. A uh, message say, uh, trouble in North Fork. Uh, come right away. What you say, Mr. Paladin? Well, I'll be back at the hotel in a little while, hey, boy. I'll decide then. Oh, I know you, Mr. Paladin. You decide already. You go. As it turned out, North Fork was two days' stage ride from San Francisco and it consisted of three frame buildings on one side of a rutted and dusty road. A livery stable, a saloon, and a general store. I figured the store would be the best place to start looking for this T. Buchanan. Inside, a tall man with a full beard and dark clothes was having trouble with the storekeeper. A rather pretty girl stood quietly to one side, listening. As long as I own this store, you Mennonites buy nothing here. We work hard, we mind our own business. You make me sick. When the Indians rode through last week, where were you? Our religion forbids us to raise our hands against any man. You Mennonites cause trouble wherever you go. Now, that's not true. Who are you? My name's Paladin. In Pennsylvania, the Mennonites are model citizens. They've been there since before the Revolution. Well, this ain't Pennsylvania. Black hat, black coat, got a beard like a billy goat. It's a filthy thing to say. <laughs> Tilde, please. Let her talk up, Blackbeard. Tildy always was one to say what was on her mind, or maybe she don't do that no more now that you stole her away. Take that back, Judd Pope. Nobody stole me away. I wanted to live with the Mennonites. They're decent people. I suppose you think they're better than me, huh? Or better than your own pa, maybe. Pa's a drunken old man Please, with no... Tildy, it's no good quarrel. Let her talk up, you hymn-singing rabbit. <laughs> you let a man slap you and do nothing? I forgive thee. Forgive me good, then, and turn your other cheek, Blackbeard. No. No, you leave him alone. You, you ain't forgot how to fight, have you, Tildy? Leave her alone. What did you say, mister? I said leave her alone. Now, wait a minute. There'll be no shooting in here. You want to go outside? Now, look, mister. All right, then, get out. What? Get out. Thank thee, friend, for helping. 
I am Bruckner. My pleasure, Mr. Bruckner. And this is Tildy Buchanan. T. Buchanan? Yes, Mr. Paladin. I'm T. Buchanan. Yes, I sent for you. Mr. Bruckner wouldn't approve if he knew, but didn't know what else to do. Mr. Paladin, what's going to become of these people? Well, it's hard to say, Tildy. They're not easy people to defeat. A lot of it. The way folks feel about them is my fault, because I joined them. Judd, the one you almost fought, he thinks he loves me, and he hates them for taking me in. I suppose he has reason. My father sold me to Judd for $50 a month ago. Sold you? When he was drunk. When I ran away, no one would take me in but the Mennonites, and now it's horrible for them. Last week, their fields were burnt. And somebody fired them? Yes. Mr. Bruckner insists that it was a heavenly messenger, but I found a coal oil can near the fence. How bad was the damage? All the corn, hay fields, and the only thing left is five acres of wheat. And that's probably blight-infested like all the rest of the wheat I've seen around here. No, it's not. Well, Mr. Bruckner. The wheat stands strong and green, Mr. Paladin. We've never been bothered with blight. Our seed comes from the old country, the Crimea. But five acres is pitifully small, and we've had a meeting and decided to sell our lands to Culligan and move on. No, Mr. Bruckner, you can't. We have little choice. Selling to Culligan? He's wanted to buy this land for a long time. Mr. Bruckner... Would you do me a great favor? Of course. Let me do your dealing with Culligan. You must promise there will be no violence, Mr. Paladin. Well, I can only promise you this, Mr. Bruckner. If there is any violence, it won't be my making. The following message is brought to you by the American Telephone and Telegraph Company. So long. Have a nice trip. Don't forget to phone. When you're away from home this summer, put long distance to work. Most people do. Like this couple. Mmm, smell that mountain air. I'm so glad we telephoned ahead for reservations, George, aren't you? Oh, uh, sure. Sure, dear. Oh, George, now you're not worrying about business. Well, I... Why not call the office then? Get it off your mind so you can enjoy yourself. No doubt about it. Long distance helps you have a carefree vacation. Call now while long-distance rates are lowest. Remember, whenever, wherever you go this summer, go first by long-distance. The next morning, I rode into North Fork ahead of Mr. Bruckner and the others. As I passed field after field of blighted wheat burning under the sun, I kept thinking of how the Mennonites had endured silently and patiently without raising their voices or their hands. And I told myself that I would try, try very hard to remember their feelings about violence. Ten cents a bushel. Well, now, we didn't come here to have our crops stolen. You want to eat blighted wheat yourself? Go to it. Ten cents a bushel. Take it or leave it. Huh. I reckon we got no choice. Come on inside. Hey, uh, mister. I, I, I want to talk to you. Who are you? Marty Buchanan. Judy's father. Uh, 
I want to talk to you about her. You want to sell her to me now? Is that what you want? Now, look here. She put in with them Mennonites, and now you... You make me sick, mister. Hey, now! Sorry, sir, excuse me, Well, it's nowhere near enough, Culligan, and you know it. Take it or leave it. Okay. Well, what do you want? I want to talk to you. See what you got to say. Mennonites have decided to sell. Bruckner says you offered $5 an acre. I'm representing them. That offer included the standing crops. Now that the corn's all burnt, I'll pay $3, not a cent more. You're a disgrace to your fellow man. You stir up prejudice that makes a mockery of everything a decent man holds valuable. Well, you're a vulture who can't wait to pick a meal from the dead. I just heard you with that man, Ferris. You gonna sell it or not? No. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do, Culligan. I'm going to break you. There's a lot of people here who are ripe to tear you down, and all they need is a good enough reason. And I'm going to give them that reason. The people here will stick with me. I helped them build this town right from the start. You think you'll listen to a stranger, a traveling gunslinger? I promised a man that I wouldn't commit violence. I've never found it harder to keep my word. My talk with Culligan had been bluffed. And I knew it hadn't worked. I had no idea yet what my next move should be. But I knew that the trouble at North Fork was bound to explode. It had to explode. And there was bound to be violence when it did. In the saloon, I found a corner table and sat there, nursing a drink and a three-penny cigar. Oh, Mr. Paladin, I... I, I gotta talk to you, Mr. Paladin. We don't have much to talk about. Oh, uh, can I... Uh, can I... Uh, uh... Well, another glass or two won't make much of a difference. Sit down and help yourself. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. You're not a pretty sight, Buchanan. Uh, you don't like me, Paladin. And there ain't no reason why you should. That's right. But believe me, it ain't all my fault. Oh, no, it never is. You said you had to talk to me. Uh, Judd Polk's out to get you. Oh? He just left Culligan's place. He's hired a gunfighter. He says you'll never leave town alive. Well, why are you telling me this? Why are you concerned with Judd Polk's plans for me? Because, Paladin, you're... You're Tildy's last hope. What are you talking about? Tildy's caught right in the middle. The Mennonites won't fight for her, and I can't. I don't have the spirit for it anymore. We're drowned in a thousand whiskey barrels. What do you want me to do? Well, you've got to help Tildy find some kind of happiness... She'd kill herself before she'd marry Judd Polk. Oh, please, Mr. Paladin, will you help? Will you do something? All right, I will. And I want you to do your part. I will. You just tell me what I can do. I'll try hard, and I'll do it. Then find as many farmers as you can. Tell them to come here and hurry. Mr. Bruckner. Tildy. Oh, Mr. Paladin. We've been looking for you. Uh, did you talk with Mr. Culligan? Yes, he is trying to steal your place at $3 an acre. Oh, no. That's less than we paid for. Well, don't worry. You won't get it for that. For that matter, he may not get it at all. I don't understand. You will. Mr. Later. Paladin. 
I, I told the farmers. I told every last one of them. And they'll be here. They'll... Oh. Hello, Tildy. What are you doing here, Pa? I'm trying to help Mr. Paladin. I don't trust you, Pa. Oh, Tildy, I... I've done a lot of wrong things, but I do love you. And I wouldn't do you no more harm. You nor any of the good people. You've been for driving us out of the country, Mr. Buchanan. Well, that's right, I have. Here, you see, you admit it. Tildy, please, let him explain. Well, the way I figured it, Tildy, your only chance for a decent life was to get away from North Fork and, and from me. What? I hope that if the Mennonites left, you'd go with them. Then you'd be free of everything here. Ah. I don't care if you believe me or not. Any of you. But just help Tildy get away. Look out. Mr. Paladin, are you all right? Yeah. You shot at that man. You you killed him. I know. That's the gunfighter Judd Polk hired to kill you. Mr. Paladin, there's Judd. Hold it, Polk. Right where you are. Now, wait a minute, Paladin. <laughs> you don't you don't want to kill me, not over a worthless piece of trash like her. Judd, this is for a lot of people. I've never seen a sorrier collection of people trying to call itself a town. You're not a town, you're a mob. And you'll always be a mob until you start thinking for yourselves. You, Ferris. How did the blight affect you this year? Well, lost most of my crop. Had to sell it for fodder. And the rest of these people, how'd they do? A lot of them lost everything. Yeah, that's what I heard. Now, these Mennonites whom you've been trying to drive out of town... I've got seed that resists blight. Yeah? Well, I never heard of blight-free wheat. There are five acres of it on the Mennonite farm. What good does that do us? How much would you charge for seed, Mr. Bruckner? Mr. Paladin, we came here hoping it'd be our new home. We want to be good neighbors. Good neighbor never acts like a businessman. We have plenty of this seed, enough to give some to everybody so that they can develop seed of their own. Anyone who takes that offer can start looking for another place to get their supplies. We'll take our chances, Culligan. And you go out of business in no time, because no one will deal with you. Somebody else will open a decent store here to replace you. Mr. Bruckner, I'm Tom Ferris. That's Bill Holy over there, and... Uh, Carl Runyon there and Ed Tatum over there. Well, uh, what I'm saying is uh, we haven't been very good neighbors, Mr. Bruckner. But we'd like to be. Oh, uh, Mr. Paladin... Oh, you've been back from North Fork three days now. That's right. And every day since you've been back, we take a walk. Right. You saw one day along Nobby Hill, one day through Chinatown. And, and today we walk from one end of Embarcadero to other. What I want to know is why. Well, I like this town, hey, boy. And the more I see of other places, the more I like San Francisco. Oh, you saw about the 
Well, I like his San Francisco, too, but uh, not when I run all over it. We're not running all over it. Oh, maybe not you, but he... Hey, boy, that's to keep up. Oh, <laughs> I'll slow down. There. That better? Oh, oh. Oh, he's all. Thank you very much. Oh, say, hey, boy, how's your romance coming along? Oh, romance? Miss Wong. Oh, not too good, no. Uh, take her to dinner night you leave for North Fork. Uh, don't see her again for two days. What happened? Started out to have dinner at a restaurant of Uncle, but uh, change your mind. He said, go to Italian restaurant instead. Eat a lots of food, drink your wine, laugh, tell jokes. And next day, Miss Wong in bed with sad stomach. Oh, cannot digest elaborate food. Ooh, she mad at me. Oh, she said, hey, boy, next time we go to dinner, we go to a nice Chinese restaurant, eat nice, plain Chinese food. Like egg roll, almond duck, sweet sour pork, water chestnut, a bird nest soup, wonton, sumai, tiki soup gum, fried shrimp, soy sauce, moo moo gai pee. Will Travel. Created by Herb Meadow and Sam Rolfe, is produced and directed by Norman MacDonald and stars John Daner as Paladin with Ben Wright as Hayboy. Tonight's story was written by Irving Rubine and adapted for radio by John Dawson. Featured in the cast were Lou Krugman, Joseph Kearns, Jess Kirkpatrick, Harry Bartell, and Vic Perrin. Congratulations to station WDBJ, Roanoke, Virginia, which celebrated its 35th anniversary on the air, June 20, 1959. This is Hugh Douglas inviting you to join us again next week for Have Gun, Will Travel. bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M 
Noom.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.